Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the Deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to The Deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And so I've always said to Spirit, don't show me a dead person sitting on the end of my fucking bed. Don't show me a dead person in my passenger seat. I don't want to see that. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. I pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Mickey has this amazing blessing and a curse, that she can speak to dead people. Apparently they like to show up at the most inappropriate times and if you have this gift, it's important to set boundaries. This podcast describes a world that you may not see and may not believe in but it is super interesting and somewhat comforting to learn about. In fact, I became so fascinated by this that I've done a reading with Mickey that you'll find over on The Deeper later this week. Mickey, welcome to The Deep. Hello. I'm very excited to be here. People may or may not know you. If people do know you, they know you from Instagram. Is it gross to call you like a mumfluencer or is that accurate? I think... I'm starting to come out of it a bit. I don't show my kids on Instagram, but I definitely will have a bitch and a moan about mum life for sure. So probably, (laughs) probably accurate. I think people know you like that. And then people know you as like a reader, spiritual lady. You can see ghosts, spirits. I've got actually shivers going up the bottom of my body (gasps) at the moment when I just said that. Amazing. Can we talk today about what it is like being you when Mm -hmm. you have dead people talking to you all the time. Mm. I often think like sometimes my journey feels so different. Like I feel, I almost feel like an imposter in the spiritual medium, like medium, psychic medium world because I didn't sort of like delve into it. I didn't come into Instagram already being that I like came out of the broom closet while I already was like halfway had a bit of a following all of that kind of thing and had to kind of be like hey anyway so can you tell me your first ever experience of seeing somebody dead when I was younger I would communicate I would see Things And I think what some people don't realise and what I guess I didn't realise either for a long time was that I didn't have like fucking Arnie, dead Arnie Joan sitting on the end of my bed being like, hey doll, how you going? Like how's human life? 
it didn't look like that for me. And it, and it, to be honest, it still doesn't. And so I would always see these things around. I would feel things around. I was terrified of the dark. I was kind of terrified of life. I would see things in my mind. I'd have visions. I'd have premonitions. I'd have all of these things. And I would like have, you know, dead grandmothers, uh, great grandmothers contact me. But I was extremely fucking religious. I was like denim skirts below the knees. I had a fucking purity ring. And the reason I lost it was because I made out with a pastor's son. Like, oh. Yeah. So, and I mean, he was gay, but (laughs) (laughs) we still had a good time. And so it was just, I guess, a really different. It took me a long time to realize that what I was seeing and what I was experiencing wasn't what other people saw or experienced. Okay, so when you started, like, so you've grown up with this, you're seeing things, you're hearing things, when do you start to go, oh, I should pass on the message or I need to tell so-and-so this or this is a responsibility? That's a really good question. I think the first time I felt that was, and probably the first time I really started to communicate was um, when I was probably in my early 20s, my best friend at the time, her dad passed away. And I've got goosebumps. He would come to me all the time and I would chat to him. He would give me information. He would tell me lots of things. And he was obviously trying to contact her through me. And I was forever sort of hesitant or like trying to figure out how to tell her, hey, your dead dad has been chatting to me and he wants you to know A, B, C and D. So that was probably the first time where I was like, okay, I have information to share. When you're saying you're chatting to him, does he turn up in the room or is he in your head How does it look and, like, when you talk, is he having, like, an actual conversation with you? How does it look? I guess it looks like a lot. It took me a while to figure out exactly what it was that I was experiencing because, as I said, it's not like I have a dead person literally sitting, like, right in front of me that looks like a human being, like an IRL human. It's – I would just – I, the first thing that I really clued on to was I could hear them. They would like come in, I could hear their voice. Um, and I thought I was, you know, basically fucking crazy because I had, you know, 1200 voices in my head. But come in, they'd chat to me. I would know who it was. And it was because like they'd kind of show me an image of what they look like. And when they come through, they'll show me a literal picture that the person that I'm like, you know, bringing them through for, they might have that particular picture. They might show me an image of how they died. They might show me an image of something that means something between two people. But normally it's like an image of their face. And then I also can just like, I know exactly where they are. I know exactly where they are. I know exactly where they're sitting. Um, And then they'll just start chatting. You mean they're sitting in the room with you? You know where they are, but you can't physically see them, but you can feel them? Yeah, pretty much. I can like say, for example, often they'll come in, um, they'll like 
they like to come to me like when my boundaries aren't nice and up they'll come when I'm driving so they'll like often sit sort of on the front seat um or I mean they're not really like they're not like a full human being, right? They can they can present themselves in whatever way, shape or form. So I just might feel them here um, or I might feel them right there. And so I can just sort of sense where they are or if there's someone, there was a little boy in my house last night and, you know, I could see him like outside my room. But again, it wasn't like I saw this little boy. I just saw this oh, almost like this energy. I was like, oh, that's the little boy there. And I'm like, oh, he's really lovely. He's my son sees him all the time and kind of just a little, I don't know, guide or friend for him or whatever. So it's just, I think the thing that I kind of almost wish people knew was that it doesn't look like, you know, what they sort of say in the movies. I mean, it can, but it can look like so many different things. And often the way that spirit communicates to us is in ways that are almost so fucking obvious because we've experienced it our whole life. You know, there are so many different types of clairvoyances and it can be like the knowing, you know, how we just, especially women, like, well, especially like that feminine energy is all about that knowing. You'll meet someone and you're like, for some reason, I just know. I don't know how I know, but I know. It's like that mother's instinct. And then there's like people who, I often say those people who um, say that they're empaths. I'm like, well, that's a form of clairvoyance. You're able to literally feel what another person is feeling. And when you don't understand that's what that is, you are then, and you have no boundaries around it, that becomes debilitating for you because you can't even go out in a crowd without feeling like you were taking on every single fucking thing that everybody is experiencing. Someone coming and sitting next to you in your like passenger side when you're driving sounds like the most terrifying thing to me in my whole life. <laughs> How do you firstly be okay and not crash? And then how do you say, bro, my boundaries, I'm sorry, I forgot to set them today. Can you come back tomorrow? Like, how do you, all of that car scenario, can you break down for me? Well, I think for starters, my initial boundary is almost that I don't want to literally see people. Because I think as a little girl, I was always really, really afraid. I knew that I could and I I didn't know what it was. But I just, I knew that there were always things around. Nighttime was so fucking terrifying every single night because I just didn't know any different. I knew that there were things around. I just didn't know what the fuck to do with them. And I just had this feeling that like, if I could, I could probably really see what it was. And so I've always said to spirit, don't show me a dead person sitting on the end of my fucking bed. Don't show me a dead person in my passenger seat. I just, I'm not sure I'm there yet. It's the same with like, the celestial beings, like for a while there where I knew that like, you know, these aliens were trying to contact me and I was like, if an alien shows up in my fucking room, I will end up in a mental institution. I will put myself in there. Like, I don't want to see that. I will drug myself. I never want to see that. <laughs> like, no fucking thank you. I'm still human. You know? So, um, but yeah, like as far as boundaries go, sometimes they're like, if they really want to contact someone, they'll, they'll almost push past them a little bit. But it's almost like when, sometimes they'll try and contact me when, you know, I'm getting the kids ready or something, when they know I'm not like, hey, don't fucking speak to me. 
And so I have to, I've actually on many occasions said, fuck off, now is not the time. You know, like I'm not in the mood. I don't feel like talking to the dead today. <laughs> Are your kids like, mummy, who's mummy talking to? They're like, this is so normal for us. <laughs> They're like, mummy talks to all. They're like, mum talks to bugs. Mum talks to aliens. Like, it's just a day in the life for them. Okay, so how do you, like, reinstate a boundary or initiate a boundary to begin with? What does that look like? Uh, I think it's truly just, like, almost literally stating it, you know, because the thing is, um, and I say this to everyone, is that we have free will. That, like, at the absolute core, our autonomy and our free will is the thing that we need to remember more than fucking anything. That's like the universal fucking law. So if you sit there and you're like, do not talk to me when I'm in the shower. Do not show up like when I'm at my kid's fucking, you know, like piano recital, like that is not the fucking place. Whatever it is, if you like say it, they're normally, they'll like, they will respect their boundaries. They literally have to essentially. Okay. So you're saying that you have established boundaries you say I never want to see physical beings Mm -hmm. but I'm open to energies and communicating but when you're saying you know I'm driving and I have my guard down or I'm with the kids and I'm in a rush is that disruptive it seems very disruptive I mean I don't mind them talking to me in the car. I actually get most of my downloads when I'm driving and also in the shower. And like, so I actually don't mind when they come in and they're like, hey, or, you know, like I get, you know, someone tries and gives me a bunch of downloads or I get a bit of a psychic, you know, timeline download kind of thing because, I mean, you're a mum, right? So you know what it's like to just be, it's like rare that you're in quiet time. Someone once explained it to me sort of like when you're trying to connect or communicate or listen, it's not about making them louder. It's about making everything else around you more quiet. Like you have to walk away to a quiet place because, I mean, often like if they do really want to contact me and I'm quite open with my boundaries to a degree because sometimes – you'll know if like I'm talking and then all of a sudden I'm someone's trying to talk to me because I also want to hear what they have to say a lot of the time I know I have a good relationship with my spirit team um and if someone is coming to me I assume it must be important it's not like they drop in every single five seconds they're just like hey can you like chat to you know my cousin Joan who she knows your sister's friend and is like you know her cousin's auntie or whatever it's like really important shit it's like you know someone that I really know or it's really important for them to know like I'll be talking and then it happens often with my husband will be chatting and then all of a sudden I'm like just looking into you know nowhere and completely blanked out on everything that he's saying which you know even happens when no one's talking to me and he's like who are you talking to and I'm like I need to go away I'll be back (laughs) It, it sounds like you've got a lot on you've run a business your social media influencing, your mumming, your wifing, your friending, 
it, this sounds like it would take up a lot of time. This has almost become another business as well, right? You've opened yourself up to readings. You're like, well, this is happening anyway. People want the service. How do you firstly give it the time and space? And then how do you charge for it? It's, it's always interesting for me with light workers or spirit workers, how they cost up the fee. Really good question. And because it's something that's been, um, I guess, massively on my mind actually recently, because I do love doing readings. And I guess I have this I mean, maybe this is the Aquarius of it all, but I just have this burning need to help people. And I just like have this like responsibility on my chest, which is ridiculous. Like, you know, it's not my fucking job and I'm not very good, you know, I can't do it all. But um, I just have this want to help people and to, it's not even help them. I want to be able to, and even like my readings, it's not for me about accuracy. It's not about just bringing through shit that's going to make that person go, whoa, that is so accurate. I want to bring, like my intention is always, what does this person need to hear for them to feel fucking empowered in themselves because it's like my job to just mirror your own fucking magic and power back to you. It's not about me looking like a legend. I don't give a shit about that. I care about like you feeling fucking awesome and feeling like you can skip into your day, skip into your life with some clarity, with some, um, you know, some more self-worth than maybe you had before, all of that kind of thing. And so another big part as far as um, money and everything is concerned, I try and make things as affordable as possible because I just want things to be accessible. I like have the red tent, um, which is full of incredible psychic mediums, Reiki practitioners, counselors, all sorts of practitioners. So I know if someone really wants like some big one-on-one help, it's there. I don't have the capacity or the time to do that. I've got a wait list of like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And so wow. I try and I would love to be able to do it for everyone, but you know what it's like running a business and children and everything else. So my, I guess I prefer trying to create resources and things and spaces where I can help people in a bigger way. So what's the cost? At the moment, I have been doing three card readings, which to be honest, I have actually really bad boundaries around. It's been about a hundred cards and a full blown half hour reading (laughs) for $80 because I just, okay, yeah. So it should be 10 minutes, but it's (laughs) becoming something else. Yeah. And I think it's like, for me, I just, um, I hadn't done it in a while. I hadn't done one-on-one readings in a while and I just... I just really wanted to and just felt like I love connecting with people in that way, Um, but it is a lot of my energy. So I've just had a bit of a like fucking smack across the face this week. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I'm wondering, you know, the element you said in the start about having 12,000 voices in your head and thinking, am I crazy? Thinking, is this real? Were you nervous about even opening your mouth up to all the ridicule? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. people are listening to this right now and going, she's a fucking loony, like they do with every psychic and medium, right? They're skeptics. What was your process of moving through that and going, fuck, I've got to actually honour this part of me regardless of what people think? Really good question because it was something that I 
I don't want to say battled with, but it has been a massive thing. And as I said, like, it wasn't like I came in already, you know, being like, I'm, you know, I'm a fifth generation medium, you know, my parents, 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 they all talk to dead people. Like, that would be great. Then I'd be like, fuck yeah, what I see is what I see. But instead, I'm like, my family, most of my family still have no idea what the fuck it is that I do. They have no, or they're like, I don't want to know. They're like, la, 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 don't tell me. <laughs> and um, as far as like my following went or like, you know, people who were interested, um, I was terrified. I was absolutely fucking terrified. But I think so much of, um, I guess, our experience with, connecting or, you know, even coming to terms with what we're seeing and experiencing is working through like society sort of or ourselves gaslighting us from ourselves, you know, like I grew up being told like what I was seeing wasn't what I was seeing. I would experience, you know, trauma where like, you know, my body wasn't mine. I was always told that whatever I was experiencing wasn't real and it was just always, it wasn't real. So it took me a long time to sort of go, hey, like, I can't deny my experience. I can't deny, you know, like when you take away all the bullshit of it and you get rid of everyone else's voices and you're just stuck with those other fucking voices in your head, you're like, worst case scenario, I am fucking crazy, you know, and but I'm still experiencing what I'm experiencing and if it helps somebody or it even just helps me, then, like, that's great. And also, fuck everyone, I don't care what they think. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you get to leverage off this? Like, can you ask spirits about future things? Can you ask about the lotto? Can you connect with your dead friends or family members? Like, what are the rules or the boundaries around that? Ooh, good question. As far as lotto is concerned, it isn't in our, like, it's not in my highest, um, it's not in my plan. You know what I mean? Like if I was, I used to always think that I'm like, I want to win lots of money. And because it's not really for any of us because excessiveness, and that's a lot of what's happening this year, a big, big, big theme is stripping people of their excessiveness, humbling the fuck out of people and recognizing that we've kind of become this really like, in, like intensely capitalistic, materialistic society and what's really important, like there are people who have so much fucking money, they just don't even know what to do with, while there are also people who like can't afford to eat or live or be alive. Like, isn't that fucking crazy? That makes no sense at all. It's gross. It's so gross. It's gross. So like yeah. we're really going through this stage of like being stripped of a lot of things and yeah, like really stripped of that excessiveness. So as far as like, you know, seeing lotto numbers or something like that, actually doesn't help me at all it doesn't help my growth if I if I you know won the lotto I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing I'd be off in the fucking Bahamas I'd be like bye bitches you've started a business just recently 
did you get help or guidance or leverage from the spirits about this? Like, do you get help as well? I guess is what I'm saying is you're helping others. Do you get to access your own help? Totally. I actually love this question. So for starters, yes. And to, and like, I think you asked before if I can chat to my own, like, you know, past people. Yes. I love that. That's like one of my favorite parts of what I do because I get to talk to, you know, my nana all the time. I'm so jealous. And I mean, like, I think we probably all can. They communicate to us in such beautiful different ways. And often we just don't even we we don't even really know that that's what they're doing because that coming back to that like almost being gaslighted from our own reality and what we're seeing and often we'll sit there and go like oh that reminds me of my mum or like I saw this or they popped into my dream and you're just like oh you know that just happens it's like no well that's definitely them yeah you know um but yeah so love chatting to all my old dead mates um also As far as the red tent is concerned, this is actually, well, I think it's a cool story, but I think it was about 2019, like it was the beginning of lockdown, all of that kind of thing. And at this stage, I'd never um, communicated or connected to any celestial galactic beings. I was like, nah, not for me. No. Not interested. (laughs) And And I knew that they'd been trying to contact me. And like the only way I can describe it, there was this particular one who she was like, really trying to get to me and I could feel her like at the back of my head and it was like she was knocking on my subconscious and I was like nah nah not it and then eventually one day I remember it so clearly like sitting in my land room on my couch and just being like okay fucking give it to me and it was like the most insane download I've ever experienced because I work with the Pleiadians mostly. I know you've had an alien lady on before, and I was like, "Fuck yes, this is so yes, cool." You do. <laughs> I was like, "This is the best episode ever." I love when people talk about aliens, <laughs> and so it was wild. So, and I was like, "Yes," and I felt so. It's so good when you when you like hear things um, affirmed. I know she works with the blues. I've, I haven't had any contact with them. My my little family are called the Pleiadians, um, and they're amazing. They're better than humans. That's the thing with aliens. They're better than humans. And this, yeah, this Pleiadian Rose, she just was like, bam, with information. And like the thing with the Pleiadians is obviously they have their own language and I don't know, light language, whatever you want to call it. And so I would hear almost like, I could hear it in English and it's so funny how they talk. It's like quite robotic to the point they um, will try and use sometimes like human euphemisms to sort of like kind of make a joke but they're not that funny um and she would she was telling me she showed me the red tent she told me exactly what it was that I was supposed to do she told me exactly what my plan what my timeline looked like and that's the thing with like in my experience with galactic beings they don't fuck around they're not like dead people they're not like there for a chat they're like I'm coming in I've got shit to say and then I'll fuck off and if I come back again it's because I've got something important for you to know because their intention really is on like evolving the planet and so, yeah, she came in and, like, it's really hard to explain the exact words because within one sentence would almost be, like, three paragraphs. And there's just no other way to explain that. It's really bizarre. It's not like because our languages are so different, it's like you're getting a sentence but you can 
I'm also being shown things. I'm being like, I don't know. It's like I'm fully receiving Uh, downloads as well. So it's very compact amount of information, dense in a sentence, like you must red tent lol or something like that. (laughs) She's like, yeah, kind of. It's like not that far off. She was basically like, your job here is to essentially it's like bring together the the healers, you know, bring together the people who are here to be of service to others, grow that community because it's continuing to grow and expand, create a space for them to feel supported because on the other side of that, we're able to support more people and just continue to grow that in like a really massive way. Um, and I was like, cool, that's great. Sounds hard. Um, no worries. And then she... And then the next thing I know, I'm fucking like chanting. I was like, I, and it was so bizarre. And it's not chanting like, it's like, like light language is like, it's almost like, um, oh, what's that fucking language? Like the snake talks in um, Harry Potter. Yeah, but it's like, yes, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's really cool though. And like, it's so interesting as I was chanting it. It's like I could feel things move in my body, but I was also like, what the fuck is going on? And then it just, and then she was like, sick, okay. And like, good luck with all of that. And then back off she went. Were the aliens the ones that set it up? But do the spirit guides say you're on track in three years, you'll have 30 million go for it, keep going, like future, give you future visions of what should happen? I guess so. I think they almost kind of like, I guess my guides are the ones who are like helping me every day reach those goals. And you have different guides who sort of help with different things. Like my Nana, for example, she's really been a big part of the red tent. She's like been a big part of my career and all of that kind of thing. Um, And then I have other guides who really help with that. I have guides who are more specific, will really come in for health related things So I guess, yeah, my guides are the ones who are like, they know what I'm doing and what the plan is. And I guess the more galactic beings in my experience, and all of this is just in my experience because everyone's experience is so different, is they're just like, anyway, here's the end goal. And like, basically, you just have to keep working at it. There's like no other option. (laughs) Wowee, okie dokes. Can you then future guide others so do these spirits come in or does energy come in and you'll talk to Bobby and you're saying okay Bobby I've got a confirmation here that this message is for you and you're actually going to uh, meet this woman called Susie and like does that all happen like are you a fortune teller as well Yes and no. As far as like the Pleiadians don't come down and sort of in my readings, they do collectively. I like if they've got a collective message, they'll try and come through. There's often she'll try and trance channel through me where she actually takes over my body. And I'm always like, that's too fucking much for me. Um, But in like general readings, yeah, I know. I know. I was always, I was like, yeah I mean she might pop in during this that would be cool but also crazy because I've done the trance channeling not live before and it's like the coolest feeling in the whole wide world but really bizarre Mm, we might try and do this together in real life we'll get together and see if she comes 
That would be so – I'm terrified. Had a, no, and you know what? Like this is what I mean. Like it was so interesting. I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day and you said something about how the spiritual realm like terrifies you. And I was like, oh, my God, it's probably because you can actually – communicate because a lot of the time the reason we're so scared is because we know that we know they're there and we know they're around and it's just like I guess the fear that we feel is like you kind of almost have to like push past that fear I know that was it for me there was like a moment where I was just having to like come into contact with so many of them it's like spirit was like anyway here's your fucking training ground on we go you need to move over all of these beings, a bunch of entities are going to appear, all this kind of stuff. And you're going to realize that they cannot hurt you. They can't hurt you. And you have the power over them. And like, once you realize that and you're like, oh my God, now I just have this like sick team of people who just are like literally not even physically here, who are a bunch of legends who just want to help me like with my life. It's like, oh my God, I love the spirit world. Okay, I need to sit with that for just a little bit because that is <laughs> wild. <laughs> I feel like, and I'm sure there are lots of people right now listening that, you know, sense things, feel things and block them. Like I am not interested in connecting. I've put a boundary up. Nobody is welcome. I don't want to, you know, I still feel them. Weird shit still happens, but I'm like, no. Nope. And I have a huge disconnect from my mum because I know she's always around, but I cannot reach her in the way I want to reach her because I have a block. Because you can't just let in one, right? Like it's not, you know, it's a free for all, right? No, no, I wouldn't say so. Does she try and communicate with you? Well, I, I do want to say that there's probably one element here which is she, I don't know if there is a correlation between, like I can't remember her at all. Like since she died, I have no, I can't remember her laugh. I can't remember her smile. I can't remember. I don't, I, I've never dreamt of her. I have dreams of trying to reach her or call her and I'm always disconnected or pushed away or I can't get there. So I don't know if that is also in some way related to the fact that if I saw her, it would actually make it real that she was dead. And then the grief of that, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's very complex, but the grief element or some level of denial is if I saw her in another realm, it would be very confronting, not just because she's a ghost, but because she's dead. Totally. I think that's very, very normal. I know a lot of people who feel the same thing because it's almost like, as you said, the second that they communicate with you when not in their human body, it makes it extremely real. And then you have to fully almost like go through this other level of, of, of healing and grief that, you know, and like, it's so normal for us to sort of like create that safety and those boundaries and those like, no, thank you. Like I've dealt with this much grief and that's enough and that's fucking hard enough you know, like I'm going to shelve the rest of it. If I do somehow come into, con- like if, you know, if I do come across it at some stage, maybe if I feel ready, but otherwise maybe I'll go to my grave with this, this grief. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, it feels um like like I will I will literally have to sage or like I'll feel like lights and things or you know all of the things happen and I don't know if it's her or something else so I will move that energy on but I'm just not very willing to be like you are and and for all of the people that are listening now that are like in that kind of limbo of like I feel things but I don't know if I want to explore that or not what would you suggest I would say, and I was going to even suggest this to you, is that you can ask them to show you because the thing is like they're here to support you, right? They're not, they don't want to scare the fuck out of you. That is not their intent at all. You can ask them to show you they're around or guide you in a way that feels really safe. It can, and you can literally put boundaries on it. Be like, can you please show me a white feather? Can you please show me, and I've got goosebumps, can you please show me a bird outside my window every morning and that's you? I don't know if I've actually ever shared this before, but when my mum was dying, I said to her, you need, like I was very encouraging for her to let go and move on to the next chapter, but I said you need to send me a sign. Like I will need to know that there's something. So I go back to where I was living, which was a really um, high rise apartment block, maybe on the 36th floor, everything was shut. And I walked in and, and the place was covered in moths, right? Internally, it was almost a bit like confronting cause you know, they're flappy and they, they, they're there. Yeah. So we get these moths out and these moths have visited me so often in my life, the night before I got married was in Byron Bay. There was a huge rainforest moth, you know, and I'm talking, I don't even know, 50 centimetres that I had to physically walk around. When we moved into our new house, there was a moth on the door. So now my son <laughs> has grown up with me saying that's Nana Jan. Nana Jan comes in the form of, of a moth. So it's not pretty, it's not glamorous, but it's our symbol. And so I know she is definitely always trying to make contact. And if I speak to a medium or I speak to a psychic and I've gone to many, she is like, zhu, zhu. Mm -hmm. so I was like, we'll do a reading together another time. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, I'm a, that's enough for me. That's enough. And then I'm a little bit... But I just wanted to reiterate that point that you were saying about people allowing something to come in because it will. It's very obvious. Absolutely. And it can be as simple as like little thoughts that pop into our head or, you know, like people who journal, often that's like channeled information or like that's the thing. It's not like they're, it's not separate from us. And I think often we think that it is separate from us, but literally the most spiritual thing that we could possibly do is be human because that is what we're here to do. We're here to like, our souls are here to experience being a human. It's here to experience like the complete rainbow of fucking emotions that humans feel. None of us get out of this experience really without feeling, without experiencing grief or suffering or pain but also like intense joy and love and all of those beautiful things as well and it's what our souls are here to do is to feel and experience all of those things you know so like I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves and it's like 
just like this is a playground this is a fucking playground playing it there's no rules if you want to connect to such and such you can if you don't want to if you want to go the rest of your fucking life being like nah no thank you you'll fucking get there one day you'll die you'll chat to everyone you know when you've reached that point I have not had enough of you. We're going to end it here today, but we are going to catch up and I am going to record a reading of ours together and we can also see if I'm brave enough to do any alien, (gasps) aliening. Yes. Oh my God. It's so funny. She like, she was like, I'm going to come, like, I just felt that she was going to come through in a session with us because I'm like, I need to practice my fucking trance channeling because sometimes I'm like, whoa too much but it is I feel like she's got a good collective message to share she's like wants to probably wake everyone the fuck up oh my god it's a fucking wild <laughs> they're gonna send us both to the loony <laughs> bin together um, I'm sure we'll have fun in there Mickey you are so wonderful thank you for being with us on the deep today adore you we will see you together in the flesh very soon yes I can't wait sounds great thank you so much for having me I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. Are you subscribed to The Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to The Deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes.